Welcome to Bakersfield First Assembly of God's podcast. Pastor James is fired up and ready to preach. I hope you enjoy this sermon. After a great healing in the temple, the religious leaders forbade Peter and John from ever preaching about Jesus again. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. You know, the day may be coming when we're forbidden to speak in the name of Jesus. How far will we go? I love the courage of John and Peter. We, we can't help but tell what we've seen and heard. And that's, that's what your testimony is as a believer in Jesus Christ. What you've seen and heard, Jesus do. So let no one quench your testimony. And so they didn't know what to do with them. So they finally just let them go. And so they went back to their people and the other disciples and they had a prayer meeting. And this is what they prayed in Acts 4.27. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. And so this is where we get our theme for 2023, stretch out your hand to heal. And I'm certainly in, am in need of healing myself. I've shared with you some of my multiple maladies. I've reached the age we can talk about these things. And one of my maladies is a multi-level spondylosis and anteriolithesis. How's that for whatever? Basically, my L5 vertebrae has slipped forward over my S1 vertebrae. Now, I was born with this, actually. And it didn't trouble me most of my life, but it almost kept me out of tackle football my freshman year. Doctor was concerned about it, and so I somehow got through. (laughs) But the older I get, the more it reminds me it's there. And when it slips forward, it really aggravates my sciatica. So when that happens, I have to walk with a cane. It happened when I was overseas visiting my daughter, because they walk almost everywhere they go. And so I had to buy a cane just to walk around different places. And so I'm also trying to get in two miles every other day of walking, you know what I'm saying? You know, my goal is to reach my married weight. Not my wrestling weight. That would cause the removal of a lung and a limb to get that far down there. And so I was walking my two-mile walk with my cane because my good old sciatica. And I hobbled by this young father with his little kids sitting on their bikes. They were watching construction going on across the street. So as I walked past him, I greeted him. I said, how are you? And he replied, how are you, sir? You know, that just caused me pause by the way he said that. For some reason, it seemed like he meant sir in the old man sense. Maybe I'm I'm being a little overly sensitive, but I wonder... After I passed by, if he whispered, kids, that's what an old geezer looks like and walks like. Now you know. Just the other day, someone asked Jolene and me our ages. 
And after we answered, the person said to Jolene, oh, you don't look that old. (laughs) Then they looked at me and didn't say anything. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have to say nothing. And what's sad is this has happened before with me and Jolene. And she thinks it's absolutely hilarious. So I'm preaching to myself in this series. I need healing, bless God. I don't want to be hobbling around with a gray beard and stuff. So, Lord, heal my beard. (laughs) There's medicine out there for that, I'm understanding. So God desires to heal the whole body, soul, and spirit. And so we're laying a foundation on healing by studying the meanings of the words in the Greek language, in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, the New Testament. So we've already studied six of the nine words in the New Testament, and there's eight out of 14 in the Old Testament we're working on, and we knocked out the first four. So let's review. Number one, aruka means health, healing of a wound or restoration. It's the result of God's glory and his righteousness, and God heals the outcast. Number two, kabash means saddle, to bind up, to bandage, to wrap firmly, especially a turban a compress or a saddle. It's 33 times in the Old Testament. And it says that when we praise the Lord, he brings healing. And so we participate in our own healing, don't we? And so it's up to us to praise the Lord while we're struggling with our sickness and malady, whatever it may be. That's the time that's the hardest to praise the Lord is when you don't feel like it, but that's when it's the most powerful. And when we praise the Lord, he will bind up our wounds And God heals the brokenhearted, which is a healing of the mind and the emotions. God really cares about healing us on the inside, too. Number three, Yeshua, which many of you know is the Hebrew name for Jesus. Yeshua means salvation, help, deliverance, victory, and health. It's used 78 times in the Old Testament. And this healing takes away our fear and discouragement. How many know we need that healing? And there's healing available for anxiety and depression And these come as we stand firm and we got to let God fight our battles. We're too often trying to do it on our own. We're trying to make things happen and fix things. We talked about overthinking things. See, there's a time we got to step back and let God take care of business. Sometimes we get in the way of our own healing. And hope is what heals our discouragement and sadness. Mercy and blessings bring A saving health as the face and presence of God shines upon us. I want you to believe every Sunday when I speak the blessing over you that God has turned his face toward you and will give you peace and will give you healing. And then the last word that we studied is keha, meaning a cure, a quenching, a dulling, or a lessening, or alleviation. And this is only used one time in the entire Bible. And it was when the Assyrians were so vicious God had raised them up to discipline his people, Israel, but they went overboard. And they were terrible in how they dealt with other nations. So God was telling them, you have a wound that will never heal. And God wiped them out. So that's where we left off. Number five, marpe. Means a medicine or cure or remedy. And this is used 16 times in the Old Testament. It's used in Proverbs 14.30. Let's read this from the Amplified. A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. Did you hear that? 
When our mind is calm, our body will be healthy. Because what happens emotionally affects us physically. Many times the cause of our sickness is because of a sickness in our heart. The need for healing. And so we need a calm and undisturbed mind and heart. There's too much going on in our lives. I've shared with you before, the scientists say no one can really multitask. They can only switch back and forth very quickly. And how many know that switching back and forth very quickly increases your stress level? We're trying to do too much. We've got more technology than we've ever had before. It was supposed to make our life easier, right? But it has made our life, our life more busy. We don't create enough margin in our lives, even for the Lord. And so it's important that we learn how to calm our mind and heart because it will affect our bodies. And then it goes on to say, but envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. You could just say social media, right? Envy, jealousy. Oh, man, look at the vacation they went on. Oh, look at their new car. We see all those things and wonder what in the world are we so stressed out about and upset about because something has rotted our bones, envy, jealousy, and wrath. They will hinder our healing and vex our minds and hearts. And again, in a negative way, these feelings can affect us physically as well. It's amazing the root of so many maladies are because of anxiety and internal struggles. And healing comes when we rid ourselves of toxic emotions. We have to address those things. Malachi 4.2. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And you will go out and leap like calves relief from the stall. That is such a beautiful picture of healing. The sun, S-U-N, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. When we revere God's name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. The fear of the Lord and the reverence for his name is like a medicine to our souls. And we will be left leaping like calves. I can't leap right now. I'm like my cat at home. We've had our cat for a long time. He can't leap anymore. He can't get up on anything. I feel the same way. We're, we were late. We're bros. <laughs> How many know God wants us leaping both physically and in our hearts? The joy of the Lord is our strength. God has provided a lot of medicine that you don't get from a pharmacist. You get it from the word of God. And, I do, and this is what this word means is a medicine. And there's nothing wrong with natural medicine or, or uh, medical medicine or spiritual medicine. But when we revere God's name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. The fear of the Lord and the reverence for his name is like medicine to our souls. And we will be left leaping for joy. Number six, Rafa, means healer, physician, to thoroughly make whole, to cure, to repair, to restore. Used 69 times in the Old Testament. We see one example here in Exodus 15, 26. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you will pay attention to his commands... 
and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. This is one of the names of God, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. God has been our physician from day one. Old Testament, New Testament, he is Jehovah Rapha. Notice that in this passage, the key for our healing, restoration, and wholeness is through obedience to God's word. Obedience isn't a burden. It's not saying, oh man, all Christianity has all these rules. Let me tell you something. Obedience brings blessing. God wants us to obey for our own benefit, not just for his, but for our own benefit. And, we, and it's true, if you will live your life according to the pre- precepts and principles of God's word, there will be health to you, body, soul, and spirit. It's so important that we walk in obedience to God's word. Do what he says. You know, one of the biggest frustrations doctors have is their patients don't do what they tell them to, right? They prescribe medicine, they don't want to take it, they do this, they don't do that, and it's frustrating to the doctor when he prescribes a remedy and the patient doesn't take it. How much more Jehovah Rophe is frustrating when his people won't take the medicine? Sometimes it doesn't taste good. I'll admit the medicine is not great. I remember when I was a kid, I, I got earaches a lot, and they were terribly painful, and the pill was even worse. And my mom tried everything. It was supposed to chew up this pill. Oh, it was horrific. I don't even remember what it was called, but she tried everything. She tried to dissolve it in milk and to get this. And sometimes, but did, did I want my earache to go away? Then I'll, I'll, I'll man up and eat this pill. And it's true in our walk with God. Sometimes we got a man or woman up, depends who you are. And we just have to take the medicine. And obedience is like medicine. It puts us in a right place with God and in life. And so Rapha means healer. But it's not just for healing of the physical body. It is for that. But look at this, a scripture we all know well. We pray it every year. 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. First thing to note, it's, it, God is saying, if my people, not the world. Yeah. We're looking for the world to repent. I'm telling you, judgment begins in the house of God. Yes. We need to repent. He's not saying when the world humbles themselves, but when his people humble themselves and pray and seek his face, then he will heal us. And heal our land. God heals bodies. He heals souls. But he also heals nations. Again we see a condition for that healing. Humility. Prayer. Repentance. And seeking God's face. I hope you're writing this down if you need a healing. Because all of these are involved in a healing. Obedience. Humility. All of these things put us in the right posture. And the right place to receive God's touch. It's what happened to the city of Nineveh in the book of Jonah. It was a wicked city. But when Jonah preached, the people repented, even the king. They not only wore sackcloth, they put it on the animals, gunny sacks, to show their humility. It was a wicked city, but they humbled themselves, repented, and turned to the Lord, and God healed their land. 
And, and Jonah was real upset about that. But that's for another time. I believe if the people, and especially the leaders of America, were willing to do the same, I believe God would heal all the hatred and division in this land. The answer is Jesus. Psalms 103, verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul. We're still on Rapha. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Now, there is a connection between forgiveness and healing. Now, remember, there was a view in the Old Testament that if you were sick, it meant you had sinned. But that's not true. It wasn't true then, and it's not true in the New Testament. However, there is a correlation in some instances with sin and sickness. It's interesting because there are times when people were brought to Jesus for healing, and the first thing he said, your sins are forgiven. Before he did a physical healing, he healed their heart. And so there is a connection, and we'll dig into that a little bit later. We'll study that down the road. Psalms 147, verse 3. He heals Rapha, the brokenhearted, and binds up Kabash, their wounds. Some scriptures have several words for healing in the one scripture. Again, it's a healing of the heart and soul, mind, will, and emotions. And the Lord, like the great physician he is, binds up our wounds. And of course, such a powerful scripture, Isaiah 53, 5, reading from the New King James, speaking of Jesus, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Because Jesus was wounded, beaten, and crucified for our forgiveness, we are healed when we receive his forgiveness and his grace. Number seven, refuth, means health, healing. It refers to a process of restoration and refreshment to a person that brings healing. In context, the fear of the Lord is the healing balm. Look at Proverbs chapter three, verse seven in the NIV. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Amen? Again, we see, again, that how the internal affects the external. If we will only fear the Lord, it will actually bring health to our body. If you fear the Lord biblically, and we understand that the fear of the Lord is a reverence. And we could preach a whole series on the fear of the Lord. It's powerful. And a lot of times it's misunderstood. But the fear of the Lord actually brings health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I love how the King James Version translates this verse. Look at this, Proverbs 3, 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. I just love that. It'll be health to your navel. Don't you want a healthy belly button? Now, this is actually the literal translation of the Hebrew. The King James has it right. It is navel or umbilical cord. It's the literal meaning of this word. And in the ancients, they saw this, the, 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 the heart not up in the chest area in the sense of the spirit, but in this area, 
And so in the belly button area is where it all mattered for their emotions and what they believed. And symbolically, when it says, this will bring health to thy navel, it's saying the fear of the Lord is essential to the life of God and the soul of man and to the continual growth in grace as the umbilical cord is to the life and growth of the baby in the womb. This is according to Clark's commentary. And so, fearing the Lord will nourish you like a baby is nourished in its mother's womb. That's what this means. That's where health comes. Don't you want to be nourished by the Lord? The fear of the Lord is also a healing balm. And so... We, we see so much how the fear of the Lord brings health and healing and wholeness to us. I conclude with number eight, shalom. You ever heard that word before? Oh yeah, that's probably one of the most popular Hebrew words we've ever read. And it, immediately, the obvious translation is peace. But it means more than that. It goes beyond just peace, physical or otherwise, It means completeness, soundness, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, wellness, and safety. And it's used 236 times in the Old Testament. How many know this is a word God wants us to understand and to know shalom? Let's look at some examples where this word shalom is used in the Old Testament. Psalms 4-7. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Is that, is that something you want to claim? If you're having a hard time sleeping at night, here's a great scripture to hold on to. God wants us to sleep in peace and dwell in safety. I, I was awakened last night by the rain, or early this morning. Usually I'll, I listen to the rain to go to sleep. You know, you can get those things on your phone like white noise and brown noise and, and rainfall. And in Bakersfield, we, we rarely get so rain. It wakes us up instead of puts us to sleep. We're not used to it. Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Now, this is interesting. In the Hebrew, it says... Hey, where am I at? I'm back here. Okay, here I am. Hobbling back to my pulpit. Hang on for dear life. God's going to heal me. I believe it. You will keep in perfect peace. What that says in the Hebrew is you will keep in shalom, shalom. It says the word shalom twice. And this happens throughout the Bible. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Anytime a word is repeated like this, it has special emphasis and wants us, the Lord wants us to really pay attention. It's like doubling up. You better listen to what's coming next because I just repeated the word, shalom, shalom, verily, verily. And God will keep us in shalom, shalom, perfect peace. Those whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. We preached a whole series on trusting in the Lord and how that affects our mind. So much of our lack of health comes from troubles in the mind, in the emotions, in the heart. And the Lord 
will often need to heal us from the inside out. Because in reality, we got sick from the outside in, in many ways. Jeremiah 29, 11. We know this one too. Everybody loves this scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper. That's shalom. Plans to shalom, all of that. Prosper, health, wholeness. God doesn't want to just bless you financially. He wants you to be blessed your whole person, your whole life, your whole body, your whole family. He does not want to harm us. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Wow, that's a healing we need. Some of us are fearing the future. We're worried about what is to come, and God wants to speak shalom over your heart and over your life. Someone here today needs a double shalom. Maybe we need to start saying that today in greeting. Double shalom. Not just peace, but perfect peace. And I close with Jeremiah 33, 6, which is so cool because it has four different words for, for healing in one scripture. Jeremiah 36, 6. Nevertheless, I will bring health, that's aruka, and healing, marpe, to it. I will heal Rafa. My people, and let them enjoy abundant shalom and security. We're going to go to communion at this time. But I want to share with you a prophetic word that was given by Nancy Bowles. And we are a church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. And so anyone that will give a prophetic word must first meet with one of the pastors. And what we really prefer is if you feel you have the gift of prophecy or knowledge, to write it out first. Write it out so that we can review it and confirm your gift. And so if you're ever going along that direction and you haven't met with a pastor yet, but you feel like maybe you have that gift, then when, it, when you sense the Lord speaking to you, write it out. And what's great about writing it out is then we, we have it to review. So this one spoke to me in our context of stretch out your hand to heal. On January 23rd, the Lord our God would have you know he has heard your prayers. He has sent an army of angels to pull out roots of the past. He is sifting the soil, removing the curses of the past. He is purifying the soil to prepare for a new planting, a new harvest, a new beacon of light. Hope, healing, and prosperity. Shalom. And the Lord would have us forgive as he has forgiven us. Ooh, a whole other thing about healing, forgiveness. Would have us love as he loves us. Have us give of ourselves as he gave and is giving to us. Here, he is here waiting, healing, loving, and preparing us for his harvest. I confirm that as the word of the Lord. And let's take that into our communion. Remember, by his stripes, you are healed. That's something to claim. And so would you take the elements with me? And we're going to open it for the bread, and then I'm going to pray. But if you need a healing today, body, soul, and spirit, whatever it may be, I want you to believe God can do that through communion. God, God, this is a powerful moment. Communion is a tradition of the church, 
But sometimes we've done it so often we don't think about the meaning. By his stripes, we are healed. And we may need to claim that for 20 years. It's okay. You know what's fascinating? And, I, and I'll get to this sometime. The people that Jesus healed had been sick for a long time. And I'm not putting that on you because he also did instant healings. But think about it. The man crippled for 20 years, the man born blind. How many people, the woman with the issue of blood? Years. And so we should, and what that should tell us is that never give up asking for your healing and believing for your healing, whatever it may be. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus. This little piece of bread represents his body that was broken for us, for our forgiveness, for our healing. And we will not forget, we will not take it lightly. Though it's free to us, it costs you everything. And Jesus, we want to give you glory. You're the bread of life. And so, Lord, I pray that you would fill us, feed us, heal us in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you partake of the bread? Now we open the juice. It can be a little tricky. Be careful. Don't squirt it on your neighbor or anything. Okay. Would you pray with me? Father God, this cup represents so much. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And Jesus, you bled and you died so that we can have eternal life. In our hands, we hold a cup of mercy because you had mercy on us. That's why we're here, because you had mercy on us, Jesus. And you died on that cross for us. And so we receive it with joy and gladness and believe by your stripes we are healed. And we will proclaim it every day until we see our healing. We will praise you. We will thank you for the healing that is to come, whether now or down the road, whether it's an a medical, medical healing, Lord, or a miraculous or a heavenly God, we are believing you for a healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you partake of the juice? Would you stand with me for the blessing? Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom. You've been listening to Bakersfield First Assembly's weekly broadcast. BFA is located on the corner of California and Marilla Way. We meet every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in person and online on Facebook and YouTube. For more information, check out our website, bakersfieldfirst.com, or download our app from the App Store. 